Sometimes you gotta listen when God talks to you. How good are you at that? Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, there's times when, when I haven't been worth a shit at it. And uh, there's times where I was a rock star at it. <laughs> Uh, no pun intended, but thank God. You know, listening to God for me, sorry about the wind, if there is a little, I, uh, I'm doing chores in the yard right now while making a podcast, but, um, you know, listening to God is really hard to do sometimes, especially if your ears aren't open, you know. And uh, for those of you that are very uh, controlling or, or type A or the need to know, people. You need to know everything. Trusting in God is really hard to do because you have to be patient as all get out to to listen to God, right? And, you know, listening to God has given me such great things in my life. And not listening to God has, has really put me in turmoil sometimes, you know, or or thinking that the path I have chosen was much better. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's brought on some turmoil. You know, so, let's be honest. Right now, uh, we at the Poultry Homestead are listening to God. And we took Volonia Farm off the market. Some of you right now are like, what the fuck, you just said it was... It was for sale here a month ago. And yes, it was. Bologna Farm was for sale. But right now, you know, I mean, yeah. Bologna Farm is off the market, and uh, we, we are content with where we are. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've decided to stay for a little while longer. And our website is up and running. Uh, if you do ever get a chance, just uh, go on our website. Check it out. It's, it's kind of our thing. Um, it's what me and my wife have worked very hard over the years to establish, and, uh, yeah. So that's good news, right? We're listening to God. You know, God kind of gave us a, a few warning signs that we shouldn't be selling our house, and we, and we took them. We took them. We listened. You know, and, and it comes with experience. When we, in our younger day, we may have tried to force it a different way. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everyone. I'm sure glad you're here. Right now, I'm. Uh, we, we have a front yard, and it's all fenced off for the dogs because we need a really big area for three dogs to run. I mean, our front yard where the dogs run is bigger than most people's entire yard because we have a three-acre property. And um, right now, anyway, I'm, uh, I'm in the front yard, and I don't have to mow it. You know why I don't have to mow it? Buttercup, and right now I am hooking the halter on or hooking onto the halter of Buttercup. Hey, sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart. How are you, honey? I'm hooking the, the halter onto Buttercup. All right, let's go, kiddo. And uh, Buttercup is going to go back down to the barn because she's been mowing the front yard for me. And it looks, it literally, it, it, it's, it's, it looks better than it did. She's getting a little ornery right now. She doesn't want to come with me because she loves it up here so much. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, you, why mow a yard when you can have your cow eat it? 
I, I know a lot of you right now are, are just saying, like, are, are yelling at me from a mountaintop, of course, you dumb son of a gun. <laughs> That's what this homesteading movement is trying to teach everybody. That we're, we're trying to teach everybody that we need to grow gardens, not lawns. We need to let our animals sustain us and let them use the lawn for a pasture. Right, Buttercup? I know she's really happy about it. Don't worry, we don't just feed her the lawn. It gets 20 below here and we got to, uh, we've got to feed her hay from time to time. Actually, every day. She's probably gonna go walking out to the hay bale right now. But the, the horse is really glad to see Buttercup come in the barn right now. She's probably gonna nick her. Look at this hair, right here. <coughs> but uh, yeah, um, sorry about clearing my throat there. You know, it's leading a cow named Buttercup across the yard can sometimes be a bit of a chore. But uh, yeah, you know, I, lately I've been getting more and more emails from you guys, and I really, really appreciate it. You don't, you don't really realize how much I appreciate the listener email. And the reason I'm saying that is because you guys, you guys realize that I am no longer doing sponsorships. I am here strictly for information only and telling you about the mistakes that I made in order to, you know, get on with your what you're doing, right? And when you guys have been emailing me, whether it's telling me what you're up to, asking questions, wanting to be interviewed on the podcast, or just just saying hello, or wanting a farm tour, or saying that, talking about Valonia Farm in and of itself. Uh, all these things are very important to me, all those emails, and, and letting me know that you emailed. So, so there's, there's two emails that I've gotten this week, and one of them is from Chris. I think he's in Virginia, and he's, he's busy. He's, he's working construction. He's really giving her. He's, uh, he's got another half that I think he's, he's around living with or whatever, and getting a lot of birds in an urban environment. And I think he's going uh, past the accepted rule of the number of birds in that urban environment, and I'm his world's biggest cheerleader. Um, and, and today, I got an email from Helen, and Helen, uh, from what I can tell, is, has a family, and they, they have uh, chickens, and, you know, they got some seven-week-olds, and they got some one-year-olds from a, a petting zoo or whatever. And, and you know, I mean, <laughs> these, you know, talk about the best of both worlds. You get to raise your own, and then you get to have eggs while you're doing it, right? And right now, I mean, you know, uh, chickens that are a year old, they lay to beat the band when they're about a year old. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So that's, that's awesome. And uh, really, really excited about uh, uh, Chris's email and, and Helen's email. You know, I mean, th these people are listening 
for the information and the joy of listening. And that is why I'm here. I don't want sponsors. I don't want your money. I don't want anything. I already have a brand. I already have a job. I already love my life. I don't need anything more from this podcasting. What I need is those emails, those of you that have been emailing in, and those of you who have not emailed in yet, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. This really, really helps me out, and I would love to help you out if you have any questions. Unfortunately for Helen, I wasn't able to really answer any of the questions well. Um, she, was, she was wondering why. Uh, one question was, she was wondering why we don't uh, let the hen incubate the eggs at the poultry homestead. And it's pretty simple, really. Um, it's for convenience. You know, we know when we want the birds and the timing and to be here and not have to have like a farm sitter take care of them. So specific dates are very important to us because we're a very, very busy family. Um, and we, we just want, we just want it. And, and we know when we want to start getting eggs, we, we have it all timed out. You, you, you go from the day they're gonna lay their first egg and then start working backwards. Because we know what we're butchering, what we're not, what hands are, are really fading out in the egg laying and all that stuff. So to us, it's important that we incubate at a certain time versus uh, letting the hen incubate the egg itself. This year, we've built ourselves up to a high enough level and to a point where we don't have to get any chicks. Our freezer is chock full of meat birds. Our egg cartons are filling right up. We're fulfilling orders and feeding ourselves. So what does that tell me? That tells me we are where we need to be, right? Um, next spring, uh, this winter, when I do all, when we do all our planning, and we get our lists together, and, and, we, and we really do kind of, my wife and I like to have our happy hour mastermind, if, if you know what that means. Um, we'll pound it out, and we will get, I'm guessing, more layers out of a catalog next year. And the reason that is, is because we want some specific, kind, docile, ornamental breeds and we have a few breeds that we just want on the farm. We want those genetics, right? And we're probably gonna pop a few roosters in those orders too, because we will be wanting roosters with those, and we're probably gonna be hatching out more in the future, right? So that's kind of where we're at now. We're not really, we're not, we're not really growing. I mean, with the with the anticipated move, we did anything but grow. We actually down downscaled quite a bit. But um, yeah, that's that's where we're at now. Um, and like I said, everybody has their flavor of how they do it. Those of you who are letting the hens sit on the eggs and you're hatching them and you're getting them, and then the hen takes care of every single little thing around the yard totally get it that's absolutely wonderful um and you know by golly you know someday i'm probably going to do that but right now it's just not working out for us you know with our with our operation the way it is um, because we do we we do monetize what we do here as far as eggs 
and, and raw milk. Uh, we are not doing any, any coaching. Uh, homestead dairy coaching, I, I think, would be something that we would, because chickens are so easy, do you really need to be coached on that? I mean, you can just flip on a podcast. You'll know everything you need to know about raising and getting and ordering chickens within a three hours. You know what I mean? Just pick a few episodes, you'll, you'll get it down pat right away. And then the next three hours, you can learn to breed and expand them, you know. <clears throat> but homestead dairy is a very complicated, very uh, specific, very, very critical, crucial things that you need to know. And that's something that we actually wouldn't mind um, coaching people on. But uh, that's not in our that's not in our thing. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we we have our, our thing here, and this what we're doing now is downright lovely. Um, but then another question that Helen had was they they just got some that were a year old and when they got those birds uh, a couple weeks ago one of the black australap hens was brody okay and if anybody if any of you know what that is excuse me i had to take a drink of beer um if any of you know what that is that's that's um when they set when they're, they're waiting to hatch eggs, right? So when a hen goes brody, it is selected by the flock. It doesn't just do it on its own. It is selected by the flock. They tell it to do it. I don't know how they tell it to do it, but they tell it to do it. And they rip all the feathers off of their chest. And they sit on eggs. And I'm gonna sit on these eggs fucking machine they sit on eggs that means they don't hardly ever drink they don't hardly ever eat it's really hard on their system and they will protect those eggs to beat the band i mean the orneriest meanest i've ever seen a hen was a brody hen right they can get just freaking downright bad to the bone nasty okay and it's okay. They're not going to hurt you. They don't have spurs. And when they peck you, it doesn't break your skin. I'm 44 years old. My skin's starting to be old because I'm in the sun all the time. And they don't break that skin. You know. So, you know, things are, things are good. But, um, you know, thinking, thinking about that, you know, why? You know, once this is such, this is so ingrained in them to be Brody, they quit laying eggs. They are only there because, I mean, think about that. They're not getting much nutrition. They're not getting water. They're not exercising. They're, they are there to hatch out eggs and rear those chicks. They are mom, right? And the hundreds of thousands of years before this, they've always been doing it. Whether, you know, be a pheasant or a chicken or whatever. And she was wondering when this one's gonna start laying eggs again. And you know, I've, from what I have found, it takes a really long time, but I can't give you an exact number. Um, she stumped me on that one. <laughs> um, I, I can't give you an exact number because I haven't paid enough attention to our Brody hens and when they are laying. Um, because in the last how many years, 
we've had so many chickens that we don't know who laid what egg, right? If you got half a dozen of them, good God, you absolutely know who's laying what egg, especially if you're checking in there all the time, right? You know, and, and that's the one thing that's not so beautiful about having a large flock is, is it, you know, especially having a flock that has different breeds and different colors, because that's what we started with, was six different breeds, six very different looking eggs, right? And we knew who laid. We actually had one day where one of the chickens, I think it was a Buff Orpington, laid two eggs in one day. You know, it was within the first year of, of laying, of course. But I mean, that's hammering out some eggs, hey. You know, and I mean, it was only daylight for like 12 hours at that time. So, I mean, in a 12-hour day, she laid two eggs that day. I don't know that she laid the next day, though. I, I can't, I, I don't remember if we looked at that. But, uh, yeah, we had six chickens and we got seven eggs in one day. Um, really neat thing. But, um, yeah, so, Helen, I, I, I can't exactly tell you when a chicken that was brody and then you, you somehow get it off the nest, when it's going to lay eggs. You know, you know, these chickens, when they're brody like that and they get torn off the nest, it, it's a big shock to the system. And it's going to take them a while, you know. I mean, it's kind of like um, anything, you know. I mean, you're coming out of surgery or malnutrition or anything, you know. It, it takes a while to do that, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things. It's just one of those things. But, um, yeah, those are about the only two questions that, that I've been asked in a little while. And, um, you know, with these Brody hens and stuff, I mean, we got one right now. And, um, yeah, she's up there every day, and she goes up to the top of the barn. I have to take a ladder and go up there and get eggs that the other hens are laying. Thank God it's not all of them. And uh, I take her off the nest. I, we, we just don't need a Brody hen right now. I'd love it if she wasn't. About the only thing that cures Brodiness, by the way, is the peeping of chicks. So if you can take some young chicks and uh, get them next to a Brody hen, which is very unlikely, um, that, that might do it, right? So anyway, thank you for tuning in to the Poultry Homestead Podcast today, and God bless you. And, you know, like uh, people like Chris and uh, people like Helen that are listening and the rest of you that have been emailing, you know, I mean, you guys, I, I really appreciate those emails. Keep them rocking. Keep them coming in. I'm trying to be extremely responsive. But if something goes into my junk folder, I will not see it for a while because I check that like once every two weeks. So please be patient with me. Um, but yeah, otherwise, god dang it, you guys. I mean, god dang it. Have yourself a good frickin' week here coming up, and it's just gonna be totally awesome. I think we're actually gonna get some rain tomorrow. We're in the middle of a drought. We might get some rain. The weeds are higher than the lawn right now, so that's just life. But, I suppose, I better get rocking. And, uh, you folks, have yourself a good one, you know. Anyway, have a good one.